Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Sobriety Elevated. And today we have a special topic that is very pertinent to this time of the year. What's our topic going to be to my phenomenal co-host, Sir Kevin? Our topic is going to be recovery during the summer. And especially if this is your first summer in recovery, or if this is your 10th summer in recovery, it's going to be a challenge, isn't it? I know for me, the summer seems to be the most challenging time. I don't know if it's because of more triggers or just more memories or what it is. It does seem like there's a lot more challenges and obstacles in the way during the summer. When you said you were at the pool yesterday, how did that go? Yeah, I have a, a neighborhood pool. I'm super thankful for that, except for the fact that uh, we were there. There's probably about 30 people there. And I know normally us alcoholics can be a little dramatic and thinking everybody else is drinking and we're the only ones that aren't drinking. But if anybody there was probably over the age of 18, besides me and besides my wife, they were definitely drinking. Oh, boy. And, you know, oh the music's going, the sun's out, everybody's just sipping on their drinks, whatever they're drinking. Your mind just starts to think, oh, I kind of missed that or that that was fun or or whatever, you know, in our minds, we forget about all the bad times a lot of the times and only try to remember the good times. Then there's the infamous, it's so hot, just one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've had people say to me a lot of times, like, don't you miss a nice ice cold beer? And I'm like, I, I mean, yeah, I kind of do miss an ice cold beer sometimes. I don't miss what happens 20 hours after that first ice cold beer. But sometimes I do miss that. And, and it's you know, not the refreshing, one. it's not one, is it? No, there's, it's, there's never been 20. one for me. It's 20. Yeah, at least 20. In the summer, I always would go on a summer vacation, you know, and, and not everybody does that, I know, but a lot of times there's parks, there's pools, there's parties, graduation parties, there's all these different things that are basically just times for people to go and get drunk a lot of times. And so it's being prepared for those things. You know, we've talked about it in the past, but I think that, be, you know, having a conversation now early in the summer about this is important for sure, where there's always a plan. We've talked about this a lot of times, Jim, making sure that there's a, a plan and exit strategy. We know what's going to happen. And if you're out there and you're listening, develop your plan, sit down ahead of time, have the plan, make sure you have the coolers full of soda or water or those drinks that you can safely have such that when it comes up, you just follow the plan. And something is, is if you need that plan to be in writing, maybe make a post-it note, put it on the inside of the cooler with something that'll tell you the words you need to hear to stay clear and sober. That's great advice. I think I always make sure that I have a plan. And sometimes the plan's as simple as, hey, whenever they ask me what I'm going to drink, I know what I'm going to order. Also, sometimes I, I have in my head, if somebody's going to ask me why I don't drink, I'm pretty open. So I answer and tell them, you know, I'm in recovery and I don't drink at all. 
other people I know don't want to do that, but just having the answer and being proactive about it. I think as soon as you're, you become more reactive versus proactive is whenever it's going to become a problem because that temptation is going to come. Not that I've been sober for a really long time, but I work a pretty strong program. I do all kinds of work on my recovery uh, every single day. I do the right things, but still every once in a while, including yesterday when I was at the pool, it's like, huh, for a second, I think, wouldn't one be nice? But what I have to do in my head is roll that tape all the way through. And remember that one turns into two, which turns into 15, which turns into me calling the dope man and getting drugs and ending up ruining my uh, probably year, you know? So that's why I have to play that through. Again, if this is your first year, create a plan. And the other thing is, do you have a sober support team? Oftentimes, yes. when you go to these events, there's going to be people there. Ask them to be part of your sober support team. So critical. Yeah, having people that support you in your recovery, especially during hard times like the summer and, and with events and things that are going on now is extremely important. Like I have my wife and she's very helpful and we, she knows that if I tell her, hey, it's time to go, it means it's time to go and there's a reason for it. I also have a lot of friends that are aware of my recovery. So if we're going to go to a, let's say we go to a baseball game, you know, I'm here in St. Louis, big Cardinals fans. We, we know, and we talk about, Hey, um, they know I'm not going to drink. So then in my head, I, I plan it out. All right. When I go there, it sounds so silly, but making sure that I'm, I'm really proactive where I know that I'm going to get a hot dog and a, a diet Coke or whatever thing, whatever it is that I'm going to do. And just know that my default is that I do not drink. The reason I do not drink is because if I drink one, then it is a never-ending bad, bad situation for me. I think that is wonderful. If you're listening to this, the question to ask is how can you have fun in the summer without your drug of choice? Especially if this is your first or second summer, you're going to get triggered. It's natural. Knowing it ahead of time and planning for fun, you can still have a blast because I want to bet that you yesterday at the pool still had a blast, correct? Oh, I had a great time. You know, I have a young daughter and she was jumping in the pool and swimming. That was a lot of fun. Um, I went to a baseball game earlier this year and I actually remember what the score was. I remember what happened, things like that, where it's uh it's pretty incredible, you know, and your mind will still play tricks on you and, and try to remember that it was so fun back then or whatever. But when you actually think it through, you realize that it wasn't really that much fun being blacked out or, or high or drunk or whatever it is you, you were. You're not present. You don't really know what's going on. Um, it's tough early on to, to, to remember and remind yourself of how bad it was. But I think it's extremely important that we do that. Yeah, because the more you remind yourself of how bad it was, I actually had to smile the moment I, I heard you say that you actually remembered the score. Because when we think about those public events, look around, see those people that are incredibly inebriated. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh, and I was the guy that embarrassed myself all the time. You know, I was at the Cardinals won a World Series once. I barely remember it. I've seen so many cool games, concerts, things like that. I don't even remember because I was so drunk. It's fun now because when I'm there, I remember I get to enjoy things and you get to actually be there and really know what's going on. That's the empowering part of this sober summer 
is creating memories that are actually going to stick. They are not going to disappear in the black hole of your addiction. This can be the sober summary of incredible memories. I know for me and, and my wife, you know, the summer was probably her least favorite time because I was constantly drunk and stupid and things like that. Whenever we'd go on vacation, she had bad memories because I was drunk the whole time. So now creating these new memories has been really, really good, good for her. And now we enjoy it because I'm there and I'm present, you know, and it, it sounds, it's the simple things a lot of times, you know, getting to watch my daughter jump in the pool. I mean, all these things that I would have just missed out on because I would have been just who knows where or doing what. So as you're listening, create a plan, create a support team. You can even call this your sober summer with all of your friends, because if you give it a label and you share that you are going to create the best sober summer of your life, you're going to get people around you buying in and you're going to get an incredible support. And yes, you have to ask, but I will bet that if you ask, you can find the support. You can find the people around you to assist you to have this be the best sober summer yet. Any thoughts on that, Kevin? Yeah. And if you're listening right now and it's you know somebody that you love or, or somebody even that you hardly know, I would say that the key is whenever somebody says, no to having a drink. Don't ask them 20 questions on why they're not drinking. Um, it can be really, really hard early in recovery. Now, when people ask me a bunch of questions, again, I'm pretty open about it. It's not as challenging for me, but uh, two summers ago when I was brand new sober and somebody was like, so why don't you drink? And I would try to talk around why I quit drinking. You know, now I just tell them I destroyed my life with drinking. So I don't want to, uh, you know, just move on and offer them a non-alcoholic, uh, options. If people, I have a lot of friends that still drink. And if I would tell them, if they're like, what do you want to drink? Do you want a beer? I would say no. And if they're like, wait, what? Huh? It, it makes it harder. I think that it's extremely important to offer quickly just a non-alcoholic option and not put a bunch of pressure on them or, or ask them a bunch of questions on why they're not drinking. And if you're a person that is supporting someone that is getting sober for the first time this year, be aware of their sensitivity and make sure that you become a cheerleader for their greatness. What I promise you is that if you support that special someone in your life to stay sober this summer, what you're going to get is simply an amazing summer. Do you like that was almost tongue twisters? Yeah, I, I couldn't repeat it. So that works out. <laughs> If you're out there and you're newly sober, don't be afraid. Remember, your sobriety and recovery has to come first. And I can remember my first, you know, summer I had just gotten out of rehab and and I was kind of scared to like stand up for myself and just leave places or just tell people flat out no. So if you get invited to something and you're uncomfortable with it, just say no. Put your recovery first. The time will come as you get deeper in your sobriety and deeper in your recovery and and you elevate your sobriety you're going to be able to do more things. Think early on, do not be afraid to say no. And again, have that exit strategy, have almost like a safe word if you're with somebody else, which means, hey, we got to get out of here because it's much better to leave and have people upset than to start drinking again. I would just challenge you to make sure that you um, have a plan and, and be ready to, to stand up to that plan. In my coaching, one of the modules that I teach people is the power of no. 
Because one of the most powerful things that you can learn, especially to really strengthen your sobriety and deepen your recovery, is the word no. Because no will allow you to honor your sobriety and honor this person that is healing from whatever caused you to be an addict. So I just, I want to second that and say that no is an incredibly powerful word. And leaving a party or leaving an event to keep yourself sober is one of the smartest things you can do to strengthen that sobriety. I love what Kevin said. It comes first and foremost. You are relearning how to be and I promise you, there will be another party. There will be another event. You will come back each time you successfully stay sober and clean at any kind of outing. It literally builds this muscle of strength and you become unstoppable in your sobriety. I couldn't agree with anything. I couldn't agree anymore. It's, it's, Right on. So as you're planning your summer out, make sure that you have a plan. Make sure that you have a support team. Make sure that you have a plan so that you can create the best sober summer yet. Thank you for joining us and please subscribe. You've been listening to Sobriety Elevated. Want to thank you for joining us and thank you for planning out your summer. Sobriety is important. It is what is going to take your life to the next level. And being strong with your recovery is one of the most powerful ways for you to create an amazing life and a life worth living. Kevin, I want to thank you for sharing some of your insights on the podcast. If you like us, follow us. Give us a five-star rating. Tell your friends. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Sobriety Elevated. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon.